Because when I'm hanging out with these high school youth and they don't know who Jesus is, but they've been in faith formation for six years, eight years, four years, there is an epic problem. And the kerygma is that thing whereby we tie all those things together. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Every Knee Shall Bow, your weekly Catholic podcast on evangelization. My name is Mike Gomer Gormley, and I am joined, as always, with my illustrious largesse co-host, <laughs> Dave Drill Instructor Van Vickle. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. And yes, largesse. I am the drill. I am a drill instructor this morning. You are. You are. What did you have to? What does your morning routine look like? I imagine there's a lot of jazzercise before dawn, <laughs> pre-dawn jazzercise. No yoga. No, no, no. I no, I don't exercise in the mornings. Never have. Never really? will. Hopefully. No, not really. I mean, when I had to, like if there were like two a days for football in high school or something like mm. that. But uh but no, I'm not a no. I I pray and I do like a lot of reading in the mornings. Okay. I'm up at four forty five, you know. And I and right now it takes me a long time to get everything ready for the day. Mm. So, you know, I'm doing lunches, breakfast, stuff like that, getting all Amber's medicines out, stuff like that. So that takes a long time. But normally it's just reading and praying. Okay. You know? It sounds like, and maybe I'm reading into things, that you were implying I should move in with you and help you out in the morning so that we can exercise at the Clubber Lang School of Highly Motivated Fitness Buffs. What is your school? What is your What is your shed called? It's called the Clubber Lang Gym for Men. Okay. And it's beautiful. It, it arrived on Thursday. On time, a man named Yoder brought it to the yard for us, and uh, it's awesome. It's going to be sweet. I mean, I haven't done anything to it yet, but the the mats just arrived today, so those will go in tonight. Did you get horse stall mats or exercise or fitness mats? What is that? What are horse stall mats? So rubber mats for horse stalls are six feet long and like three feet wide, and they're like one-tenth the cost of of exercise mats. But I wish you would have told everyone- me that. I you wish told me you watch garage YouTube videos, garage gym YouTube videos. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's all in there. I hate watching videos though. So, um, so uh, you're so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's there, and it's all ready for everything to be moved into, and then for me to just make it a temple to the. I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> to the gonna, theology I'm, of your body. <laughs> 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 Nothing but mirrors, not even weights, just mirrors yeah, and you flexing. Right, <laughs> right. Right. It's just posing. That's all you learn there. Um <laughs> no, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm it's it's big. Like it's it's pretty big. It's 10 by 16 and it's high. So like it like it goes up pretty high and um so, but it's still not big enough. So I'm having, I'm like drawing little schemas right now. I've been drawing little schemas all weekend of what I'm going to put in there and what I'm going to keep. So out what, are, what are you going to put in your fitness apparatus? So I'll definitely put like a, a, there'll definitely be a few heavy bags, one hanging and one just there. Okay. I'll have a squat rack. For now, sure. when you have a heavy bag on the ground, you say one just there. Is this for your ground, ground routines of like pummeling your elbow into the bag repeatedly no, i don't do i don't do a lot of that but i definitely pick it up and slam it a lot okay which is immediately what i would do to you if you ever attacked me I absolutely just pick up and slam you like over <laughs> and over again until you didn't know what was going on oh i didn't realize i was a ragdoll 
Um, yeah, so I'll have that, and I'll have a squat rack, and then I'll, I have um, like a dip station, and I have, and I have a thing called a reverse hyper. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. What the heck is a reverse hyper? It's a very strange machine that only okay. very committed people use, but it's basically you lay over something and then you do donkey kicks with it. Okay, and it's like super good for your back. Uh, nice. Yeah, particularly if you're my age and weightlifting, it's really good for your back. But so then the next step will be I'm going to put a sidewalk out there, a, like a double wide sidewalk, so I can do my farmer carries. So, anyways, it's all very exciting. <laughs> this is a very, th- these are things I get excited about. So. Oh, that is awesome! That is awesome. And yeah, uh, yeah so when is that? When is that going to be done? When can we give our audience a tour of the Clubber Lang Gym for Men? Follow up question: Will women be allowed? Absolutely not. <laughs> No, there's no question, except for my daughter, Josie, but she's a beast. Yeah. She has a killer instinct. Yeah. When I was teaching Taekwondo classes to the kids this week, this summer, she had a killer instinct for sure. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. You funny. are a weird man, Dave. Amber. Hey, hey, listen, hey, listen to this. Speaking of weird, <laughs> my son, Sam, had his first fencing match, which. Fencing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So his school is they have fencing and i and sam is a giant so i was very disappointed that he was going to take the season that should be basketball mm-hmm. and do fencing but he won he won his match so. hey that's awesome yeah yeah did it so, sound cool fencing sounds cool it did sound so cool so when it, so <laughs> when they get into it most of it is just one move like you just mm-hmm. lunge and you try to get the guy right but yeah. but sometimes they would get into it and it was it was cool to hear yeah so, anyways, that was did, interesting. Does your son, does he go, thrust and parry, thrust <laughs> and parry? I remember that from some, like, I think it was like I would the Three Musketeers or something not. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I would not allow that. But those were words that they talked about a lot. Like oh, they, yeah. So they gave the parents a little class ahead of time to teach us how, like, how, to, how to understand fencing and I still didn't understand it, but and you're like, listen, guys, these are rules for life. Like, you need these things. You need these set of skills. Like, let's right. say you're at a, a club with your friends. You're in right. college, uh, and then there's a broom handle. You need to know how to turn that into a deadly weapon. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So, anyways, it. that was cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. My kids have done nothing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's not true. No, actually, it's funny. My kids just started. Uh, we have this thing called I nine Sports. And it's for kids to develop skills, right? Yeah, We we have that here, yeah. Nice. So my daughters are doing volleyball at the same time my sons are doing uh, baseball. Cool. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun because my my son Noah is kind of like the most athletically gifted, the clumsiest kid ever, but also the strongest. And so my favorite thing, he's in gymnastics and he's hanging from the rings and uh, they're timing him. And he was the littlest kid in the class. And he's hanging from the rings and he lets go of one hand and the coach is like, oh, Noah's about to fall. And he just shook out his arm and then reached up and he was hanging hanging one handed and just shook his arms out and kept going. That's awesome. Did you play baseball when you were little? I did. I played baseball when I was really little and then I switched to soccer for most of my life and then um, then football. And then that was the end of my professional professional career. I didn't know you played football. I did. I did. I was a nose guard, starting nose guard. That's the best position. Gomer. It is the best position because you yeah, don't you're, do you're tenacious mu- too. I okay, and I only attribute that. I mean, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I can pull out the fighter because my brothers beat me up all the time. Yeah, 
I have yeah. two older brothers. They beat me up all the time. I'll never forget my brother. Me and him were hanging out. My parents weren't home. He walks into his bedroom. He's like, I'm going to listen to music. And he listened to Rage Against the Machine, came out and beat me up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> music really does uh, does not soothe the savage beast here. Yeah. Uh, but we nice. actually have a topic today. We have something that's kind of cool, yeah. kind of different that yeah. we're going to talk about. It's exciting. We did a thing is what we're we saying. We did a thing. Basically. So, uh, yeah, coming up real soon. I'm pretty excited to announce this. I, I mentioned it in the last episode, mm-hmm. but actually starting April 25th, Gomer and I are doing a, a five-day, five-evening, really, evangelization boot camp online. It's going to be virtual, and um, it's going to be a program designed not to make you an expert in evangelization at all because we don't, you don't need to be an expert to evangelize. It's really a springboard, and so... Um, it, we're calling it evangelization boot camp because we just that's what you call things like this, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited about it because I think that from what I've seen out there, um, there are a lot of amazing evangelization programs. And I think like we have a tendency to get too comprehensive almost. And I have always been kind of like of the opinion like, look, let's just get this plane in the air. We'll fix it later kind of a thing. you know. And with evangelization, I think a lot of that, a lot of it happens just you learn from trial and error you know, and, and kind of depending on God to fill those gaps. So uh, it's just five, five nights starting uh, Sunday, April 25th, uh, ending Thursday, April 29th. And Gomer and I are going to alternate nights. And then on the last night, we're going to do uh, a, a topic, the Great Commission, and, and we're going to answer questions and things like that. So I'm excited. What about yeah. you? Yeah. The Part of the idea of this is what this show does for our audience members. Um, and the feedback that we get, people are looking for something that is a bit more... I guess the word would be systematic in it. You yeah, know, every right. week we come up, we come up with a topic, we hit the 30 minutes, we start to wind down, then we do the five practical takeaways or whatever it might be. But one of the things is like, okay, this is great. We're hitting topics. We're looking at case studies, but I need to see, like, give me the theory straight out. Like, let's yep. walk through this stuff. And I mean, the funny thing is it's like dating. <laughs> The, you don't want to have so much theory that you don't actually do it, right? <laughs> like you don't right. actually meet right. with people. And get it. But so the idea is, like what Dave said, it, this isn't supposed to be comprehensive, but it's systematic so that you can understand it and that you can understand your role, your place in it all. And by your role in your place, I mean specifically stuff like your vocation. I was right. talking with a person uh, the other day who is racked with feelings of guilt because they're not a focus style evangelist, right? Fellowship of Catholic University students, these are people who are full-time missionaries. They fundraise all summer in order to do their missionary work. And, you know, they pray, they do all the stuff, right? But their job is to evangelize. And this person's job, number one, he's married, he has kids, but also he works full-time. And he was beating himself up for not being out there on the front lines. Like, he didn't know how to negotiate his vocation with the call to evangelize. And that is one of the things that I want to help people with for them to see like, what are the starting points? What are the foundational elements that really do equip me no matter where I am or who I'm with to be able to proclaim the kerygma, to witness to the kerygma, to just model it. When is modeling more appropriate than speaking? When is speaking the necessary thing that we must do? That's the type of stuff that we want to be able to get across. 
and what we've discovered by doing this. So we'll, we probably have like what you five, 10, 12 episodes on the Kerygma, yeah, but right. presenting the Kerygma in a solid context and then inviting your immediate feedback through questions and answers in the webinar format. That's the thing that I think is going to make this evangelization bootcamp most powerful, right? It's yeah. that immediate, like, okay, this is my problem here, here, and here. Not, well, now we got to wait four weeks to get uh, a listener email that touches upon it, like right, right then and there. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it'll be good. There's like, you know, we have a, the spots are limited, but there's plenty, you know, plenty of room. But I think the I'm gonna I want to like list off the topics for people because I think that they'll kind of see what we're trying to get at here. The first night uh, will be presented by my yours truly, Dave Van Vickle, and uh, I'm gonna talk about the life prayer and habits of an evangelist and and really what that's based on is years of looking back at what i you know would have what would be a fruitful life uh for fruitful evangelization what would be the you know the the field that you need to have to grow the fruit of evangelization and um really just looking back at years of trial and error and and telling you you know kind of what i've developed over the time and what that looks like for someone who is by the way i you know i'm not i'm no longer a professional i mean i'm a professional evangelist but i'm not employed by a parish or something like net ministries or focus. So I am going to talk specifically about what it's like, you know, for someone who's just living out in the world uh, and what that life should look like on night two, what Gomer just mentioned uh, and Gomer's taking this one for sure. We're going to talk about the power of the charisma, and that'll be good. Um, and I might even try to um, jump in for the Q and a session at the end of that night so that I can, you know, hear what people are having to say, because I think that'll be a really great, night to unpack that to hear what Gomer has to say but then also to like give your feedback and and to you know s apply specific situations it, it'll be do you great. see what do you see what Dave just did there you see what, what? he did he's like oh, I'm gonna be giving the first night and then on second night Gomer's gonna give the talk but then I'm gonna sneak in there this is Dave's efforts at uh sneaky quality control this is how yeah. Dave micromanages me no it's stop. like this all the time no, everywhere no, I, I would, go this is I all you never, ever do to me <laughs> I would never micromanage you because you've been so good about the website so I've, I've, I've been so proud of you about that, that you would normally <laughs> micromanage that side. But uh, but that'll be, you know, that's excellent. Um, that'll be an excellent night. And then Tuesday uh, that night, practical tips, strategies, and pitfalls to avoid will be presented by me. And we'll just get into nitty-gritty stuff like that. And, and yep. again, maybe if Gomer's available, he can jump in on the Q&A for that too as well. Wednesday night, uh, I, I was not even going to touch this topic because while I'd like to take a swing at it, Gomer is kind of an expert on this, right? This is kind of his thing, and that is evangelizing moderns, right? What is it like to evangelize in 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 this context where we're evangelizing right now in you know uh, postmodern basically America? Mm -hmm. And then finally Thursday night we'll end with uh, uh, the topic of the Great Commission and and a long time for Q and A, and we'll both be on that together. Uh, the the um, format we're using is a go-to webinar so you'll be able to have you know ask questions and depending on the size of the of the class um, we can either do like audio questions like you can turn on your your microphone or we can also do uh, just that you write in your questions as well so I, it's going to be a great week and I and I, I thought about doing it like one night a week for five weeks and I started to think like no 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 that's not what this is this is this is boot camp format, right? We mm -hmm. want you to to have this week kind of set aside just the evenings, right? We're talking about an hour and a half in the evenings, uh, set aside for 
kind of an evangelization retreat, really, you know, and, and it will be, it'll be very spiritual. Yeah. And with all of this, I think the only thing that's going to make this successful is if we are all invested in this. So Dave, you are the one who does the webinars. How many, how many have you done? Like eight, 10 now or something? Webinars? Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm up to like, uh, there's like 34 now on my Patreon account. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. you are really, really handy with this stuff. So this is not, you get it, you get how to run it, you get how to make it happen. Sure, um, yeah. And so this is not going to be a bad experience. What I'm saying is Dave knows how to deal um, with the actual software, making it run, because I'll tell you oh, what, yeah. Dave, I have participated in a handful of online events that would that made my skin crawl. My favorite thing, our, our diocese, God bless them, uh, someone did not mute their microphone and decided that that would be the perfect opportunity to eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> That's awesome. And the people running it didn't know how to mute everyone. <laughs> and and this is the best part. There were like 150 people, right? This is COVID. We're all trying to figure out how to do faith formation in the midst of COVID. So right. every DRE, uh, half the catechists of the archdiocese are like logged in. And they were like, state your name and your parish and there were like 200 people there so I was are like, you serious you know what and that's wow. when the person started eating and i was like nope 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 i'll watch the uh review later <laughs> oh that is funny oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. but so you know how to run a webinar is what, is, yeah that's yeah, what I'm yeah it'll be it. good yeah it'll be good yeah, the software's great and i've been doing them you know for a year now and it'll it'll work really well so it'll awesome. yeah it's it's gonna be great and i really think that It'll it'll be a blessed week, you know. Like I I I know a lot of people are probably thinking like, man, every night for a week that's that seems like too much, but I I think the boot camp format works, you know. Like yeah. uh, like take a look at this, and it's an investment of your time, and it's also an investment of your money. There is going to be a cost for it. It's forty dollars for the entire series, right? Um, and you know, part of that is just the fact that if people sign up, we want them to be there. You know, we want, we want this to have an effect, uh, an actual lasting effect on evangelization in, in society. Okay. So, you know, a big, big thing guiding this uh, evangelization bootcamp, which we've talked about time and time again on this podcast is, uh, you know, that phrase that I stole from Jim Beckman, which is, you know, uh, Growth and discipleship depends on premature deployment, right? You're not going to become an expert in evangelization by spending five nights with Gomer and I, right? You're not. And 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 we wouldn't expect you to, and, and you're not expected to, but that's okay. Because remember, evangelization, we, we play a, an important but small role in it, right? And we want you to depend on the Holy Spirit. We want you to depend on God because that's when it's going to be fruitful. So that's why... Uh, you know, it's just the five nights, and we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll offer it again, but we'll see how pe- if people are blessed by it. You know, yeah, yeah. So, what did you start doing webinars for in your own ministry? Because I've never like I do Zoom, and yeah. uh, I mostly do Zoom for like <laughs> marriage meetings. You know, like okay, right. so let me interview you for the RCIA and marriage prep classes and stuff like that. Uh, I have never. I, I guess. I guess the Minnesota group, which I owe Jody an email. Sorry, Jody. Um, I think that's the only group where I had where it, it felt like more of a webinar, where I gave a presentation and then we did back okay. and forth Q and A. What has been your? I don't know why. Why webinars? Why is that your go to right now? Yeah. So well, okay. So when COVID started, I canceled. You know, about twenty events. You know, and 
I thought to myself when when I saw somebody using GoToWebinar, I, I used it for the parish um, to do like a little series while while we weren't meeting, and then I started to think like you know. I get these questions when I go to these live events and there are always like probably let's say a hundred questions that I literally say, well, here's my answer, but I could spend a whole week on this. You know, I could spend a whole hour talking about just this. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to write down those and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do webinars on those questions that needed to be expanded on. And so that's gone really well because I, I'm able to take one tiny little topic of demonology, Catholic demonology and expand on it for an hour. And that's worked out well. And it's worked out well enough that I'm starting to expand the topics now. Like pretty soon I'm going to be offering a, a series um, called Radical, which is, you know, obviously a, a hat tip to the, the catechism. This blog? No. No, a hat, a hat tip to the catechism's definition of conversion, you know, which is a radical reorientation of one's way of life. One's life I to love the, that definition. I know. I know. So I'm, I, I'm going to offer a series on that too. So it's gone really well. And what I'm realizing is I'm now reaching, there's a lot of people who are like, well, I can't go to a live event, so I'll do his webinar. But then there are a lot of people also who were never going to come to one of my live events, but they would go to a webinar. So I'm really, I don't think I'll ever leave these. Like, I think I'll continue to do them cool. even once, you know, live events start again. See, that's the thing that I think people don't realize about doing these digital things it's like it was so difficult to get people to dip their toe in the water, right? Like right. so much of our ministry, we always joke, is like the gray-haired fine folks who yeah. love their yeah. Catholic faith and come to everything. Yeah. And um, you know, many of them, not all of them, of course, but many of them are technology shy. Now all of them, because their Bible studies went online, are masters of Zoom and webinars and go-to-meetings and all that stuff. So this is a a fascinating thing. So here's a, I think I shared this example. My um, Spanish ministry, El Camino, um, it's a Latin, um, for the Latin community, it's Kerygma based. It's, it's fascinating. Um, I shared a little bit about that a couple weeks ago. But they now they have people from like half a dozen countries in Central and South America who are joining them. So my parish is running a ministry that now like 50 people from all over the Spanish speaking world are now participating in weekly. And you start to think about that and it's like it took COVID to to shove people into what I would call the right kinds of online experiences because right. there's plenty of bad ones, right? Becoming obsessed with social media, right? Likes and clicks and all this. But this is like you're sitting it's a way to have a face-to-face conversation when you can't have a face-to-face conversation, right? You know, that's what I love about leveraging the internet, right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, and it's a. Uh, I I can see fruit. I mean, I you know I, I I did a mission online for three nights in a row, and I definitely I've gotten beautiful messages from people saying, you know, it wasn't wasn't like being in person, but it was like it, it affected them, and it it and it brought them deeper into you know the Christian mystery. So I'm 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 happy to do it, and I think like because because we have a podcast audience, this is just one step, right? It's one step uh, further, right, into webinars, you know, from podcasts. So it's going to be the kind of thing that um, you kind of have to be there live, right? So it's not going to be like with the podcast where you can just load it up and whenever you want to listen to it. You got to be there live because we want the interaction, right? We want this to be a real fruitful training, not just a um, – uh, let me try to soak this in a little bit whenever I can. We want it to be, you know, pretty serious. So, yeah, yeah it's, I, I, I honestly think that the topics that we've chosen are ideal for someone who's like, 
I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm pretty motivated. I just don't know how to start. I don't know what how to start conversations. I don't know what to say. I, I think it'll be like the perfect week for that kind of person to just say, okay, tomorrow, it, that's it. I'm ready. What do you think of the word boot camp? Why do, <laughs> why do you like that word so much, Mr. Uh, Clever Langs? School no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, honestly, when I was thinking about what to call this, you know, I didn't really know, but I knew that what I wanted was, I wanted something that was together, right? I didn't want it to be like, uh, well, we'll meet once a week for the next five weeks. I wanted it to be all together and I wanted it to be like something that you can point to and remember like, okay, that was the week that I dedicated to evangelization, you know, to yeah. learning about that. So yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. It is what it is. I like it. I like it. It's just gimmicky enough to make me <laughs> make me be proud to be a part of it. It's it's this whole process has been funny. So I it, so you can find information about this at evangelizationbootcamp.com. Evangelization oh, I'm glad we actually told them the the web address yeah. to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um. Yeah. And it's ready to sign up. You can register now. And uh, I don't know if we have any yet, but I'll I'll check later on. But um. What I what I would say is this has been a fun process because Gomer is so picky about media and online stuff, <laughs> and I knew I was going to have to do this. You know, he's so, so busy right now with this. Job you are so lucky. I am so busy. I know. I know. So I was like, so I literally texted him. I was like, Gomer, I need you to take a deep breath. I need you to just realize how busy we both are, and, and I can't make line. any big changes. Yeah, the yeah. best line you said. And remember that perfection is the enemy of, of good the good. Of the yeah, good. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and go visit Evangelization Boot Camp. This will be our website. It's as simple as can be. He's been making fun of me because there's a mountain in the background, but I don't <laughs> know how to change it. So we're gonna climb the mountain of evangelization together that week. But um but yeah, take heights. a look. To yeah, the heights. take Exactly. Yeah. Take a look and uh, and sign up. I, I hope that you'll all join us for that week. I, it's I want to make it not just super practical, but very spiritual. So I want it to be like an evangelist retreat for five days, you know. So will there be candles uh, in your live stream? You're going to have some some nice candles, maybe do some stretching in the beginning. No, no, no stretching. But OK. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited about this because, you know, one of the things that I've seen in my own life and I've seen um, people like Father David Huss down at um, St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church in Houston is people are going through these podcasts of ours and they're sending it to their parish councils. They're sending yeah. it to their DREs. They're sending it to the people who are who have a stake in the life and mission of the parish. And they're trying to get them to realize in, in a somewhat systematic way um, that these topics are deeply crucial to the life and, I, and the very identity of the church, right? The nature and mission of the church, she exists in order to evangelize. And when we minimize that mission for the sake of the busyness of our schedules, right? We're doing faith formation. We're doing events. We have a parish bazaar. We're boom, boom, boom. We have these vague understandings of like what I should be doing versus the things that I have to do because this is what we've always done. And the idea of doing this is meant to like force us to reprioritize the happenings. The the like your energy and your time and attention are absolutely finite. And when we spend tens of hours focusing on something like a craft fair a, you know these right. very right. they right. they might they it might be worth it it might be worth it but often it's not and the reason why we do it is just the pure momentum behind right. it 
Um, and maybe there was an evangelizing impulse behind the Christmas play or the parish bazaar or whatever. But I've been to parish bazaars that is beloved by the town, but everyone just is drunk. Right. Like, right. Yeah, so right, right, right. the local sure. Catholic church fosters drunken debauchery. So, you know, like <laughs> I have been at those. Right. Not at the parish that I'm at now. Uh, actually, the parish I'm at now, my, my home parish, right, of St. Anthony of Padua, people complain that we don't have a parish bazaar because St. Anthony's feast day is like in the middle of the sweltering heat of, of summer right. here in Houston. But the, um, the, there are things that we have to be courageous enough and humble enough to hang question marks on. And I have seen parishes because their pastors email us and the DREs email us or they invite us out to do parish missions and parish staff retreats where they're like, uh, I mean, I, in the words of Pope Francis's um, the latest document on parish renewal, it says there's only one thing, there's only one concept that is allowed to renew a parish, and that's mission, right? right? The idea of mission and what mission means to bring people not just into a knowledge of who Christ is, but to make them saints. That is the mission of the church, to take a sinner out of darkness and into the marvelous light of God's grace. Yet so many parishes don't even know the first step. And so this is an effort. Like I would say this, like if you're a parish priest or you're a DRE and maybe you just want your catechist because Dave does this. He does a catechetical or he did it when he was in charge of it at his parish. Like you're teaching the kerygma for the first four weeks, every grade, every group, right. you know, right. these are things that we need to tap into because when I'm hanging out with these high school youth and they don't know who Jesus is but they've been in faith formation for six years, eight years, four years. There is an epic problem. And the kerygma is that thing whereby we tie all those things together. So that that is why I agreed with it. Because I don't I, – I struggle with doing some of these online stuff. Right, right. But when he pitched to me this idea, I was like, this is something that we have to do right now. And I think – Honestly, the go-to-webinar style is better than us making a bunch of really nice DVDs and online videos and marketing that because it's oh, yeah. it's living. Like, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Is this going to be, like, recorded and left on, like, our Patreon accounts or something like that? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll put it somewhere. Yeah, okay. we'll host it somewhere. Okay. But, uh, but, this but the for the living most part, reality of walking yeah, through it with right. someone, that's powerful. Right. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think, I mean, when I say we'll post it somewhere, I, I, don't, I don't foresee this being something that people can access for years. Cause I want, yeah. like you said, I want the coaching part of it. Yeah. I want the coaching aspect of this and, and the, and the reactions and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if I'm saying something that people are confused by, you know, they can bring it up. It's, it's, it's totally different than the podcast. Right. And, and I think one of the things you said was important. Uh, I don't remember the exact word you used, but like, if you listen to like all of our podcasts from the beginning, like it's kind of like, okay, we're hoping that all this soaks in and that you kind of organize it yourself. Yeah. Well, what we're doing now is we're offering five nights, you know, and it's organized and we picked very important topics and it's like, this is what we want to give you to, to start evangelizing. You know, maybe later on we offer something that's for, more advanced, but for right now, I think that, you know, I think this is good. And, and of course, you know, we had to charge something so that, you know, people – people have a stake in this, you know? Uh, so yeah. I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good week. My favorite I'm, I'm thing, excited. my favorite thing about charging people money for this stuff. I, I realize in my own ministry in RCIA, they used to give away a Bible, a catechism and some, whatever third book. And, okay. uh, and it was so funny to me because, you know, half the people wouldn't even return, 
you know, like okay. you, you go okay. take a winter break and, and all this stuff. And um, we used to provide all this and it cost us a ton of money. But we <laughs> we had some budget issues when we were doing a capital campaign, right? Because people give to the campaign and they don't give to the offertory and all that stuff. And so I said, you know what? I think I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to save money, but I'm also going to make them have some skin in the game. I'm going to make them buy their catechism and their Bible right. on their own up front. I'll send them the link to Amazon or wherever. And the funny thing is it, <laughs> it increased from like literally we would lose half the class before RCIA would end. We would retain. We would only lose like 10 percent instead of 50 or 60 percent. Yeah, yeah. And I remember this woman screamed at my my guy who was a facilitator. How dare you do this to them? It's an abomination to the Lord to make them pay. That's literally her words. And uh, God bless her. But um, the guy just simply looked at her and said, yeah, but now they're all in because they've even put their money where their mouth is. Right. And sure enough, every one of those people got baptized. You know, they did the long haul. And yeah. I was like, oh, righteous vindication. Yeah. But you need to. You need to. When when something is free, you don't tend to assign value to it. So I am excited. I'm nervous charging anything for any of this stuff. But <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I always get nervous too. Yeah. But 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 it's we're I'm, look we're going to provide value. There's no question about it. And so again, go to evangelizationbootcamp.com, sign up. We wanna we wanna hang out with you for that week, and it's gonna be. I mean, I'm gonna plan to if, if Gomer is okay with it to to be a, a, you know available for the Q and A sessions every night, and he can if he's available. And yeah, I would love that. I would love it, that. And it'll it'll be it'll be a great week. It really will. Uh, just a bunch of. Evangelist, as we've said from the beginning, what we wanted to do is create an army of evangelists, you know, that had this podcast connecting them. And uh, and that's what we're, you know, kind of kind of doing is taking a serious look at a training for that army. So that's awesome. So yeah, join us. That's awesome. All right. We're going to take a brief pause and roll out to our wonderful sponsors here. Um, and just a reminder, email us at EKSB at ascensionpress.com. We get all your emails. We read through them. Some of them are very weird. Uh, <laughs> my favorite weirdo email came in this morning. We get criticism every so often, but this one, I didn't even know they were talking to us. I don't, I have yeah. no reference. I'm, I'm still not sure if maybe they <laughs> thought it was a different podcast or something <laughs> was, like that. But it was really hilarious. So yeah. if this was you and you know who I'm talking about, please give us a little more detail of what you're talking about. Uh, but we're going to be right back after these brief, brief messages. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz. I want to let you know about a new book that is being released by Ascension. It is called The Pocket Guide to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and it is co-authored by Father Josh Johnson and myself. It is coming out. It's going to be available everywhere you get your books, and I cannot wait for you to be able to read it and let your experience of reconciliation be transformed by God with a little help from this book. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Every Knee Shall Bow. I'm Gomer, this is Dave, and we have a handful of practical takeaways for you. This is the season of Lent, so rather than just talk about our fancy evangelization boot camp, I actually have a few resources that uh, I think are incredible. Um, I don't know about y'all, we always try to do a parish penance service for our church, and um, uh, because of COVID and all that stuff, it's been really weird, but we were able to make it work for our parish, right? We had about 18 priests come, four hours of confessions. It was awesome. And one of the things that came to me in the mail that day that my wife immediately stole from me was the pocket guide to confession. My wife took it because she runs 
our um, she runs our sack prep program, and a bunch of sack prep families were coming to make their first confessions at that parish penance service. And she was able, she sat there and read the first 14 pages, right? Because that's all she could do in her little prep time beforehand. And she said, every single kid that asked her a question, you know, she came up, are you ready for your first confession? She was able to answer them from those 14 pages. So that uh, pocket guide to confession from Ascension Press is actually pretty awesome. I'm doing Exodus 90. We have to do an hour of prayer every day. And the um, they sent me just for like this, like a promo, like read it if you like it, maybe mention it. The pocket guide to adoration is a great thing, especially when you're you're just your spiritual life is dry. Like I've been doing this for ninety days, and I'm like my brain, my brain is like, you know what? Let's just recycle some old stuff. So it's awesome to have a companion, a spiritual companion, to kind of walk you through it. So that was yeah. huge, huge, huge for for me this last week. Um, using that pocket guide for adoration. And those are perennial, right? You don't just need it during Lent. They're perennial. And so I recommend them. They're really good. Matt Frad did the pocket guide to the rosary, which we've talked about way back in the day. But um, yeah, I really like them. Really like them. Awesome. And finally, uh, take a look at evangelizationbootcamp.com, what we've been talking about, and pray about whether uh, you feel like you should join us. And and if you wouldn't mind sharing that website, that would be we'd be really thankful uh, for that as well. We're just we we want we have a vision of creating an army of evangelists. That's what we want. So visit evangelizationbootcamp.com. Dave, is that the website with the generic mountain picture in the background? The, yeah, but but it's not generic. We're climbing the mountain of evangelization, Gomer. <laughs> Love Don't you see this is the this is the Everest of evangelization. That's what we're that's what nice. We're yeah. Pierre Giorgio Frasati, pray for us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. God bless. God bless.